Yo, welcome into another episode of Capturing the Game. It's the Game Within the Game podcast featuring me, your host, Desmond Jones, and my man's Juwan Polo Man Stewart. Today we got another special guest um, in the building. But before we talk about this, uh, this talented yet lady, um, I want to remind the audience that Capturing the Game podcast is sponsored by Capture Sports Agency, where the uh, CEO and founder is Shanta Smith-Jones. Um, now that we got the the introductions out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about this today's guest. She is currently the Senior Vice President of Ravens Social Media, that, that is the Baltimore Ravens Social Media, Michelle Andres. Michelle, how are you doing today? I am doing very well. Thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. So uh, it's it's an honor to have you on. We just thank you for your time and your pleasure, but we're going to go ahead and get get right into it. Um, can you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure, yes. So I have been in sports now for a really long time. Um, let's see, probably, oh my God, 20, more than 20 years. Oh my gosh, I'm dating myself. Um but I didn't have a very like normal entree into sports. I actually have a bachelor's and a master's degree in political science. My master's is in political campaign management. And um, I was working for a local elected official in Orlando, Florida when um, she was nearing the end of her term and I needed to find a new job. And someone came to me one day and said, the Orlando Magic are hiring. Uh, for this position, you should apply. And um, long story short, I got the job and worked for the Orlando Magic for a little over eight seasons, maybe eight and a half seasons uh, before being recruited to come to the Baltimore Ravens, where I have now been for 16 seasons. This is my 16th season that I'm currently in. So I, I did not have a, a you know, I think a lot of people in sports, um, it's the thing they want to do their whole life and it's their mission. And that was never my mission. Um, I have a background in communications, you know, political campaigns are essentially the marketing of a person as opposed to a product. So a lot of the same principles. And, um, so I just was like, well, I want to do communications and, uh, specifically had evolved into digital communications and so that's just sort of where my career took me. Um, I will say that when you work in pro sports, you very quickly become a fan um, of that sport uh, because you're just so immersed in it. Um, so while I wasn't really a fan of the NFL prior to working here, obviously I know a lot more than the average person about the NFL these days. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's my background. So, okay, I, I'm just curious here. So you went from political to sport. Like that's a, I'm not saying that's a big jump, but that's a significant jump in some ways. Yeah. yeah. Well, the role that I was hired for at the Magic was Sportsplex Communications and Government Relations. So, oh. yeah. Okay. So at the time, the Magic have, and, they, and the facility is still there. It's called RDB Sportsplex. And it housed the Magic the miracle, which was the WNBA team at the time, mm -hmm. um, and an um, IHL IHL hockey team, the Solar yeah. Bears. 
So, and then it was also this public athletic club. So they hired me to do all of their communications. Again, I did kind of communications for the, the political uh, figure that I worked for, came over and did politic, uh, government relations and communications for um, the sportsplex. And that eventually evolved into me going full-time with specifically the, the magic doing digital communications. So for example, I helped to create the very first ever Orlando Magic website. Again, dating myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it actually probably was more um, a more intuitive switch than one might think. Well, now that you put that the spin on it, what the government yeah. I kind of it yeah. flowed now, it flows aimlessly e- into each other, seamlessly yeah. into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you were with the magic, was it after the after Shaq, Shaq era? And after then Shaq. Into Everybody the asks white me era? that question. Okay. It was right. Penny. Penny was there for a while. Um, it was Grant Hill and uh Tracy McGrady. Um, right. okay. Um Dwight, Dwight Howard came in. That was his first team was with us. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Cool. That's really cool. So you said, and you, you know, I'm kind of, I'm a tech person. Me and Desmond both are technical people. So we're, when you say the first website, like what did you, what program did you use at that time? Because now that's yeah, evolved I was a coder. tenfold. I hard, so I I used HTML. I hard coded. Now I didn't. Wow. I didn't build the. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't build the site. Like the the league, the the NBA built the actual site. But then okay. within the site, you know, this was sort of pre content management systems, right? There right, was no. Right. There was no CMS, so it was hard coding. Gotcha. So it was literally, you know, putting in bold tags and and all of that kind of stuff which you know looking back on it it just seems crazy to have had done that but i have to say knowing how to code sort of helped me i think in the long run understand sort of how things are happening on the back end or for example you know when you can do the you know you can right click and you can see all of the code if, yep. if something's wrong, I could go in and I could find I could I could in a CMS find what was wrong and know how to fix it because I had coded. Right. So while I wouldn't want to go back to those days of coding, um, I think it really actually benefited me at the time um, to to know that and have that skill set. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, especially just knowing the changes of how to build website as change drastically so yeah, much exactly like so so much so many different tools that's out there available yeah. right now so yeah. that kind of leads me to my next question you know what's some of the biggest changes that you've seen in the industry over the your your span of being in the industry well so you said at the beginning that i and i do i do oversee the raven social media that is part of my job but my my actual title is the senior vice president of raven's media which includes all of our production. So all of our video content, television shows, web, you know, stuff, video we just put out on our channels, Mm -hmm. um, the the boards in the stadium. I'm also responsible for, you know, the website, the app, email, um, any, basically any digital communication. So social media is certainly a part of that. What 
is crazy about how how much has changed in 16 years is when I arrived here at the um, the Ravens, there was no such, well, the, I would say the only thing that existed that was really considered social at the time was, um, oh my gosh, uh, MySpace. <laughs> yeah. The, my, the MySpace and tagged era. That was oh, it. Lord. So really at that time, 16 years ago, our website was what I would always refer to as the center of our digital universe. Um, it was so important to us because that's, of course, how we got information out. where everybody went. Within a month or two of starting at the Ravens, we had a MySpace page built. And, you know, we were like, let's, let, my attitude was always, we need to be where our fans are. So if fans are starting to go there, then we need to be there. And about two weeks after we launched the page, we got a cease and desist from the NFL telling us uh, that we were not allowed to have a MySpace page. So the league, league I would say has improved immensely, but was at the time very, very slow about adopting new stuff and wanting to kind of keep control. And, and so basically we had to shut it down right after we put it up. It was, it was ridiculous and I was furious, but Things have changed, luckily. And I would say Amen. it went from having only a website to evolving into, I think the app came next and then social media came. And so it, it's constantly changing. I wouldn't say, you know, it's literally constantly changing. I mean, we're all wondering what will be the next, the next social channel, right? Um, and it's it's sort of, the what has also changed is the, the the vast number of channels. And again, if I, if you're going off of that philosophy that I have, which is if our fans are there, we need to be there, then it's a lot to keep up with. So, you know, obviously we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and Reddit. Um, and it's it's a lot. It's a lot to keep up with. Um, so I would just say, first of all, the digital universe has expanded exponentially. And the website is no longer the center of that universe, not even close. That's what's changed. And I also see that y'all have a TikTok as well. So, I mean, you're definitely TikTok hitting too, all facets. You're hitting all facets already. So that's, yes, that's the course. biggest piece of it right there. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's yeah, cool. have to be, yeah. So, I mean, that's good that you want to stay with the times and not like stuck in one way instead of doing it one way, you know, staying progressive and staying current with the times, like you said, because I mean, if you're, if you want to be where your, where your fans are, I mean, you want to be on you the latest to. and greatest thing. So you want to yeah. be hip to the current. You have to. And the reason you have to is because you want fans to continue to engage, not only for sponsorship, but also you, you hope that eventually a, a younger audience, which is obviously uh, an audience that's heavily on social will eventually become your ticket buyers, right? Yeah, when their true. parents no longer want to come to games and stuff like that, you want the next generation. Um, so it's important to be out there and be present and, and, and um, have engagement. And not to mention having, you know, nice players and great players like Lamar Jackson and, and folks right. like that, that that'll 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 keep the the fun going there, you know. Absolutely. And I'm not gonna not gonna lie, Lamar 
you know, there's the saying in football is winning is good, losing is bad. Um, it's very simple. It's very straightforward. But the reality is winning and losing affects every metric a yeah. team has. Ticket sales, sponsorship sales, digital engagement, the beer tastes better, the <laughs> hot dog tastes better when you're winning, yeah. you know, and Lamar has played a huge role in, in us, not only winning, but just, he's such a likable, um, incredible player. And, um, I think that that's just also been a huge factor in, you know, we're the 24th market in the NFL. So out of 32, we're 24th. So we're pretty small and we're flanked by three huge teams, Pittsburgh Eagles and Washington. And so yeah. the fact it, it, we're super, we're in a super small market yet we are consistently, certainly from a digital perspective in, I would say the top 10 of our social performance, our web performance, our app performance, all of that. So we, oh, we outperform by far our market size. And, and again, part of that is I have a great staff, a great team writing great content, but, but another huge part is players like Lamar or back in the day, Ray or Ed yeah. or Terrell Suggs, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think he's, I'll go ahead. No, no. And I think too, with, you know, having all the injuries that have happened to this point, at least pre, I mean, losing JK Dobbins, losing Marcus oh, Peters, I mean, the, list the season, goes on. yeah, goes the on. season did not look as if it was going to be where you guys are right now. Like that's really, what it wasn't, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, we've so, got, we've got, I think more, more players on injured reserve than any team in the league. Yeah. <laughs> and it's insane. It's absolutely yeah. insane. And it is amazing that we are where we're at. And if you've watched any of our games, you know, yeah. it has been uh -huh. a highly stressful <laughs> season for uh the fans and for the staff and yeah. um but we found ways to win and it's thank and god that's the best part of it right there it is so. the best part yep yeah that's the thing of beauty uh i mean most of the time how you win in the nfls by having the best talent on the on the, on the field and um anytime you All have our lamar somewhere else yeah this is true but i mean anytime you that's have not lamar fair to say. <laughs> But anytime you have Lamar on the field, I mean, you have a chance. So it's true. And, and again, I, I, I say it all that in jest. all of our talent is not on injured reserve. We are a very, right. we have great depth and um, a lot of people have really stepped up and, and played really well. And like Adafe Owe has been amazing. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. been fantastic. Um Chuck Clark is always fantastic. Um, Marlon Humphrey's always fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys who are just phenomenal. Uh, absolutely. Um, so as far as so we talked about some of the changes that we've seen in social media. You know, for people that are pursuing like social like the the so the social media industry or just wanted to be a career, be in marketing and stuff. What's some of the tools or strategies that people should know how to do, you know, prior to, you know, trying to get a job into in sports or just anywhere in general that involves social media and communications? Well, 
you know, I think a couple of things. One, you've always got to be a good writer. I think that is kind of critical to pretty much any job. Two, uh, I think you need, from a social media standpoint, you really need to have a pulse on um, pop culture and sort of trends and those types of things. You've really got to be up on all of that. Fundamentally, though, the thing that I say to people who are trying to get a job in sports is one, you've got to come with a skill set. You've got to come to the NFL with with a skill set. So don't send a letter, a cover letter that says, I'm a huge fan. I'll work anywhere because you're not going to get hired. That 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 immediately gets thrown in the no pile. I need somebody who brings something to the table, who is a producer, who is an editor, who is a writer, who is a social media expert, whatever it might be, you've got to bring value um, and add to the team um, beyond just being a hard worker who will do anything. So I think that's really important. The second thing I, I, I always say to people is you, you really have to do internships. Internships are what get you in the door. Um, and the NFL has a, a huge internship program. And, and we, you know, at the Ravens rely heavily on our interns. Um, but the fact that you can put a, an internship on a resume and then show that to another team. One thing that's true of sports is it really is a very small world. So if you're, if I worked for the, the Orlando Magic and I had an intern that was trying to get a job with the Chicago Bulls, um, I would just email my friend and say, hey, this person is awesome. And that goes a really long way with another team. They worked for a team. They know how it works. They know what they're doing. This person recommends them. But even that even crosses over sports. So I am one of that I can think of, like at least six of my NBA peers are now in the NFL. And so there's still just a real it's a really small world. And getting experience with a pro team, even a college team, honestly, is is really beneficial to getting your foot in the door for a full time job. In fact, two of our productions interns just got full time jobs. One's at my, the Miami Dolphins and one's at the Philadelphia Eagles, literally within the last two months. So that matters. Those things matter. Gotcha. So I guess to caveat into the next piece of that now you being a woman in a male predominant arena how does that affect that same sentiment to a degree yeah uh i think it's still a work in progress honestly i'm the highest ranking female executive we have and i think we i think we have one is she one other senior VP, female senior VP. And then we have a couple VP, female VPs, but it is a largely, um, the the leadership group is largely male. The whole company obviously is largely male. I think what the league focuses on, or maybe, maybe more than just the NFL, other leagues, is a lot of focus and attention on women in coaching. Women basically on what we call the football side coaching, scouting, analytics, all the football stuff. And they don't necessarily focus quite as much on the business side. Mm -hmm. So 
whatever. I feel like you find women in a lot of traditional women jobs, HR, all the R's, HR, CR, PR, <laughs> um, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think there's still a long way to go. Um, you know, how many, how many female presidents are there? Any? One? Maybe one? Well, well vice president. Well. Are you saying in the NFL? In the NFL. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Of the yeah. Comp- mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's a couple of female owners. Yeah. But I don't know if there's any, I don't know if there's any presidents, you know, mm-hmm. running, running the whole show. So in, in that sense, there is a long way to go. It is a male dominated field and there are drawbacks to, right. to that. For example, my team. So I'm over all the writers and, you know, again, video people and all of that. Well, the, the question that comes up a lot is, well, can, can the female writers and, and uh, camera people go in the locker room? you know, to do their job. And it's like, well, no, yes, you can. It's not comfortable. Got the players a lot of times don't want you to go in there. Um, and it's, it's an interesting situation in that you just like, how do I, how do I excel in this particular role if I can't be in the places I need to be to do my job? So there's still that stuff that, that is out there and, and will be really difficult, I think, to overcome, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, one, one of the last questions we're probably going to get a chance to ask you before we go into the, the Repifier stuff uh-huh. is um, when you first started off your career with the Ravens, do you actually think that you'll be there for as long as they have you been so it's been 15 years i think it has 16th season 16 yeah did you now imagine that, <laughs> yeah no i i mean i never thought i'd be in pro sports to begin with like yeah it just was not my path i thought i was going to be in politics and working on campaigns and stuff like that so it was a very quick hard pivot into a whole new whole new world and it feels like these last 16 years have gone by in the blink of an eye. Um, it's amazing that it's been that long. Interestingly though, the Ravens are considered an R, they just are one of, I would say the best organizations in the league. And the reality is people don't leave a whole lot because of that, because it's such a great organization, they don't leave a lot. So I am not alone. My peers, male or female, the vast majority of them have been here longer than I have. Um, and so, you know, it just, it, it really just speaks to the kind of organization that the Ravens are. Um, but yeah, it's been a really long time. No, but congrats to that. Cause it's not many people can, can actually say that. So uh, especially in today's age, like this doesn't You're happen. Right. People are always jumping ship and always right. going to the next best thing. So you're absolutely right. And that is definitely something that's unique about the Ravens for sure. Yeah. Um, what type of advice would you give to you, a younger version of you? Uh-huh. Oh my God, that's a hard one. You know, I think it would be something along the lines of when you're just starting out, you feel compelled to prove yourself and be gain people's respect um and 
you kind of have to dig your heels in, I think, a lot to to get people to respect your decisions or the thing the things you think you need to do in order to do the job right and well. And now that I'm so many years in and so much older than you know pretty much everyone on my staff, I'm much more chill. I'm much more laid back about stuff. I what would have bothered me a decade ago doesn't really bother me. You know what? We can give them that one. Give in on that one. It's not worth the fight. Um, let's save let's save fighting for something that's much more important to us. Now, some of my staff will say, uh, you know, no, I, no, I don't want to do this or whatever. But, but the reality is, and it's funny because my boss, it's so, it's so crazy. My boss back at the Orlando Magic, Joel Glass, he's still there. He's wonderful. He, he would always say to me, pick your battles, Michelle, pick your battles, Michelle. And I'm like, this is a battle to me. And, but it wasn't to him. And now I find myself saying the exact same thing to my staff, pick your battles. This one is not important. And it's, it's, I would have, I, so I would have told myself to chill, relax a little more. <laughs> yeah, I get told that today too. So I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I call that, I call that wisdom. You know, you just learn when to pick and choose your battles. Absolutely. You, you do. You totally do. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of so that wraps up our first part of our, our segment. So we're trying to stick to this time frame. So we're gonna go ahead and transition into our rapid fire round. So which we call the game within the game. So my first question is, are you ready to play? Yes, let's do it. Okay. So first question that we have: um, a chocolate chip cookies or oatmeal raisin? Oh, chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. I don't like raisins. Mm. I like just oatmeal cookies, mm. but not raisins. If you put chocolate okay. chips in oatmeal, that's the best. Okay. I've heard that. I haven't done it myself. What? Yeah. I, so I'm the oatmeal person on the podcast. Jawan's the, the chocolate chip. He has a tally mark and he reminds me every single time. That <laughs> we have, see? Well, see, again, my perfect answer would be oatmeal with chocolate chips. So smack in the middle. So neither one of you get that. All right, then it's back to 11 to four, then. (laughs) I'm I'm cool with that. It's like like a tie in the NFL. Like, (laughs) no one wins. (laughs) Exactly. I hate that, though. I hate ties. Like the Steelers and the Lions, huh? Okay. Can you Um, believe that? Yeah, they're horrible for that. Both of them are bad. This is bad. Oh, it's, both ends. it's been rough. It's been rough. <laughs> All right. So TV shows or movies? Hmm. Uh, TV shows. I think TV has evolved so much into kind of almost a hybrid with the Hulus and the original programming that all these yeah. stations are doing that there's just so much great stuff out there. What's your favorite show to watch right now? Oh, right now? Well, Ted Lasso, I just finished, was amazing. So good. Um, I'm currently watching um, The Shrink Next Door, which is very interesting. That's on Apple, Apple Plus, or whatever they call it these okay. days. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
Right, I heard of those two. I heard the Ted Lasso for sure, but I haven't the shrink next door. I haven't seen that one yet. So that's Will Ferrell and um Ah, that's right. Paul, okay. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sounds like we have to add two more shows to our list that we need to catch up on. Oh my I god. Got, you have got to watch you gotta watch Ted Lasso. It's okay. so, so good. Okay. Um, football question for you. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning. Jeez. Jeez. Oh, sorry. Jeez. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm over Tom Brady. Um, Peyton is just so funny and he's, he just has, I just like him. I just think he's a good guy. Not that Tom Brady isn't a good guy, I guess. Jeez. Uh. <laughs> Look, dude, he doesn't play for the Patriots anymore. So I know. I know. Um, all right, another football question for you. I'm trying to think uh-huh. of one off the cuff right now. Let's see okay. here. Ah, uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay, I got one. I got one. So uh Lamar Jackson, Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. Or T Sizzle. And those who don't know T Sizzle is that Terrell sucks. So I would say Lamar. I I mean they're all, oh my God. Lamar, just because again, he's such a nice guy. He's just so nice. He's just such a great example of you don't have to be a diva. Um, you can be kind and friendly and everybody. And he is, he just, he's just so good natured and nice and, and, oh yeah, he happens to be a phenomenal football player too. Yeah. Big trust. Yeah. Yeah. Solid, solid. I mean, I love Sis and he's great. I wish he had never left. Um, and then Ray, of course. He's amazing. I mean, he was there at the game on Sunday and they finally swung the camera over to where he was watching the game because we needed the fans to get into the game. It was just, as I'm sure you saw, a stressful game. And so he does that for us. He, uh, he boosts the fans up for us quite a bit. Okay. Uh, I would say favorite Raven that people wouldn't that they should go check out or go learn more about that people don't know. Bradley Bozeman. Okay. What 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 so? He again, you can tell I'm just a sucker for nice guys. He and his wife just do some really amazing, amazing work in the community. Um they just started doing what they call sync snacks s y n c stands for something 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 about the community what they do is they put these little boxes of snacks together and they give them out to kids in the community who again especially during covid 
might not be getting a school lunch or or school breakfast or whatever. They give them to police to keep in their cars to give out to kids if they come across a kid or whatever. Just and and that's just one thing they do. They have a huge anti-bullying campaign. They went across the country a couple of years ago, right before COVID to do speaking engagements at schools about bullying because they were both bullied um, as kids because they're both, you know, big and tall and all that. He's just, he's a great guy. His wife's great. They just, they're all about just doing good stuff. And um, yeah, he's probably not a huge well-known name, but he is a really, a really cool guy. And he's just super nice. Come on, give me more. Okay. Okay. I got, we got some dope. more. We got some more. We got some more. Love people. it. Okay. Yeah. So, if you could go pro in any sport, what would it be? Oh Lord, I wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't. <laughs> I am not. I'm not into sports. I know okay. that sounds crazy, but I am not into sports. So, yes, I am totally into the NFL because I work for the NFL. But other than that, like if I didn't. I, I wouldn't watch sports. I probably, okay. I know, I know. I told no. you I'm not, I'm definitely not the norm. I'm not that's the okay. norm. And that's completely fine because that's you. So it's okay to be you. So that's perfectly fine. Yeah. That is perfectly fine. Okay, so let's ask you this question. So okay. if you could eliminate a social media platform, what would it be? Oh, Facebook. Yep. Ooh, okay. Why? Why Facebook? I just don't think they're good for society. Ooh, okay. Here's the thing, and I'm I'm revealing some of my personal feelings, but uh, honestly, social media in general, if I'm being honest, I am not sure it's 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 good for society, and I think Facebook is the worst offender of them all. Um, I just, it, it, honestly, I have thought so many times about shutting down my Facebook account, but I'm like, if I do, then I maybe will miss like something, a member of my extended family has happening in their life or a friend or something. And I mean, I never post, I absolutely like never post on Facebook at all. Um, I just, I just don't think they're good. I think okay. they want to make they want to make money. They don't necessarily want to do what's right for kids and and for the country and all of that. Okay, I, is that partially? Wait, wait, is that partially because of the whole what was it the whistle whistle whistleblower thing that kind of came out? The news for sure. A couple, yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, that and and the election stuff and the misinformation yeah, yeah. and yeah. no. Yeah, I just think we would be better off without it. Okay. Look, so social media is its own monster within its within itself. So there's definitely yep. a lot of pros to cons to social You're media. Right. So You're right. Like I love Instagram. To yeah. me, now I know there's a lot of kids who experience a lot of bullying on Instagram, but for me, it's just I follow things that I love, like golden retrievers, you know, mm. or or whatever. Yeah. So that, in that sense, I love just looking at the videos of the photos of these golden retrievers or uh, cooking shows or home decor, things that I like, but I can see how, how Instagram also has a dark side. Yeah. 
Yeah. Would, for me, it'd be Twitter and Facebook would be the two because Twitter is like the unfiltered it's version not very of Facebook nice. yeah. with less characters. Yeah. And then Twitter, Facebook's the opposite of it. Yeah, there are some mean, mean, mean people on Twitter. For us, Twitter is the Twitter is the the uh, social channel that the media uses, right? Yeah. So that's that's a big reason why we're there. Um, I think, but yeah, I don't disagree with you. Okay. Um, we'll ask this last question, and then we're gonna take us out. So, uh, if you had a chance to take over any organization. Um, and this organization, it could be Chase Bank, it could be whoever, it doesn't have to be a professional team, it could be whoever you want to be. You got an opportunity to take an over an organization, uh, who would you choose? Um, okay, this is one you've probably never heard of. There's an organization called Dynamic Catholic. I'm a Catholic, and they do, they are led by this man by the name of Matthew Kelly. And I just think he's doing great things. He's just trying to He's trying to sort of bring people back to the church and he's trying to do it by educating them and talking about um, prayer and um, he provides resources. So lots of books. He's constantly writing books. He at, at Christmas time and at Lent, he has these email programs. And um, I just think what they're doing is amazing and awesome. And, and that's, that's what I would want to take over. No, that's awesome. I mean, both me and Juwan are people of faith. So uh, we, I mean, I love that answer. I'm pretty sure Juwan does as well. So, <laughs> um, but so actually this is technically the last question, but it could be the hardest one or the, or the easiest one, depending on how you answer it. Okay. How can people follow you, you or keep up with your career and um, keep forward, you know, keep up with everything you have going forward? So um, I am on social. Um, I am on Twitter and it's um, Ravens Girl. Let me see if I, this is how bad I am. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I'm at, I'm at Ravens Girl um, on Twitter. Um, I think that's my phone. Like, do I really have, let's see, Twitter. Yeah, Ravens Girl. Okay. That's probably the best way. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Go ahead and give at Ravens Girl a follow if you want to keep up with Michelle and everything that she has going forward. Uh, for all of our listeners and subscribers, uh, you can go ahead, please uh, like and continue to follow all of our pages on Twitter. Uh, it's uh, CTG underscore podcast, Instagram, it's CTG underscore podcast, YouTube and Facebook is both capturing the game podcast. And we can, you can also find us on any of your favorite social media. Uh, I mean, any of your favorite uh, podcast platform, whether it be anchor, Spotify, uh, Google podcast, Apple podcast, whichever we're all on them. So we all appreciate the love, the likes, subscribes, the retweets. Uh, Michelle, it was definitely a pleasure to get a chance to talk with you with this interview. Uh, hopefully we can just stay in touch going forward. Thank you. So fun. Love talking to you guys. <laughs>